Hi, this is Amy Julian with the Office of Family Life Ministries, and we're here today to talk about our ministry to uh, our Hispanic population here in the Diocese of Rapid City. Today we have with you with us uh, Father Mark Horn and Maru Aswadaska. Yes. <laughs> we'll get Maru's actual pronunciation of her name in just a minute, but let's start off with an opening prayer with Father Mark. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and the gift of our lives and uh, the ministries you call us to. And we ask you please continue to bless and pour upon our, our diocese, your Holy Spirit, uh, guiding um, the work of, of those who come to a foreign country uh, for many different reasons, but ultimately are part of your one same the body of your Son, Jesus Christ. Uh, and guide guide all of our ministry, dear Lord, that we may all come to know you intimately and uh, and grow in that one body and in the community that you've called us to be. We ask Mary's intercession. Uh, she keeps all of us as her children close to her son's heart. As we pray, Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace the, the Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother Mother of God, pray pray for us sinners, now now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father Mark. So we have Father Mark Horn here, and uh, kind of welcoming you back to the United States and ministry here where you belong. We're very happy to have you back. (laughs) Where have you been? Uh, I've been finishing a degree in canon law uh, at the Gregorian University in Rome. Italy, so I've been away two academic school years, uh, finished the degree, I have the, the, the JCL, the license in canon law, and now I'm back, and I have two parishes, uh, Hill City and Keystone. I'm not a pastor yet, um, I'm technically a parochial administrator, okay. it's kind of a test run, I guess, <laughs> see if I do all right. Uh, in addition to marriage tribunal work, I'm also um, uh, diving in to Hispanic Latino ministry. Uh, working on my Spanish, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a chance to work on your Italian when you were in Rome? Well, the Italian, well, yeah, that's all my classes are in Italian. Okay, so you've got a little bit of a head start in terms of yeah. just the romantic languages. That, that helped me. Uh, yeah. Also confuses me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. And so you already have a um, Hispanic mass, or a mass in Spanish at right. Blessed Sacrament, right? Right. Every Sunday at one thirty p.m. at Blessed Sacrament, we have a Spanish Mass, at, and but also seven p.m. on Saturday nights at Hill City, we have. It's currently bilingual, but we're moving towards making all Spanish Mass there as well. Yep. How exciting! Yeah. Very wonderful. And Maru, that, pronounce your last name for us. Oshvaldowska. That is not a Hispanic last name. It is not, no. And so uh, I am originally from Honduras, but I married a Polish man, and that's the Polish last name I have, so... Well, we're very excited. Maru has recently come on board on the diocesan staff as the administrative assistant to stewardship and vocations, right? That's right. But that is not why you're here with us today. No, I'm here for Hispanic ministry. (laughs) Yeah. Now tell us a little bit about your background. You're from Honduras. How did you wind up here? Uh, Okay, so it's a very long story. I'll make it short. Yeah, the short version. (laughs) Yes. uh, So I'm from Honduras. Uh, I went to study in Europe for a master's degree. I met my husband there. I was living in Europe for some years, and uh, in 2006, we moved back to the U.S., and uh, we've been in Rapid City since uh, 20, 
2013. So we've mm -hmm. been here five years. Very exciting. Well, we're so happy to have you on board. <laughs> and it's you. wonderful to be able to have a little bit of diversity, you know, that we are able to appeal to everyone in the diocese. So welcome. Thanks a lot. So what is our current ministry to Hispanics in the Diocese of Rapid City? We talked already a little bit about the Spanish Masses. I know we used to have a Spanish Mass in Belfouche, but that is no longer the case, right? Yeah, I'm I'm very new. I've only been not quite two months on the job. Um, what I do know that it, the Spanish Mass has kind of moved around from different parish, different parish. A big part was, of course, Our Lady Guadalupe on December mm -hmm. 12th. That Mass itself has kind of migrated to different parishes. Uh, currently, I believe the Blessed Sacrament hosts the, the big one. Mm -hmm. um, but right, uh, I, I think it's kind of stuck at Blessed Sacrament. Um, but I, I can't tell you a whole much more other than my own experience, I guess. Uh, uh, in Hill City, we have a, a large population of, of folks from Mexico and, and other countries. Um, and so I guess between Hill City and, and Blessed Sacrament and Rapid City, that's where I encounter... Uh, the majority of the Hispanic folks, and um, right now just trying to, uh, as best as possible, uh, help people know uh, that there's Mass in Spanish, trying to give opportunities of studies, like Bible studies, and, mm -hmm. and get some couples together. Uh, most of the kids speak English, so they're going to the parishes for, like, Blessed Sacrament uh, or St. Rose of Lima in Hill City for their faith formation. Mm -hmm. um, but, of course, we're, we're trying to... Uh, get uh, faith formation also in Spanish, these folks. And of course, just the, 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 the pastoral care of, of, of sacraments whenever they need them, uh, mm -hmm. preparation for the sacraments, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I know when I was working with First Communion in Spearfish, there were a number of times when we had Hispanic families and mom or dad wasn't really comfortable communicating in English. Maybe they, I think usually they understood more than they were comfortable talking. But very often the yeah. children were acting as interpreters for the parents, which is a tremendous burden to put on a child, particularly if you're talking about that child. <laughs> it seems not quite <laughs> fair. <laughs> and so what is your experience with the Hispanic ministry in the diocese so far? Uh, well, I got involved through the Spanish Mass in uh, Blessed Sacrament. I haven't been involved for too long. I've mm -hmm. also heard, like you mentioned, that there was a Spanish Mass in Belfouche. I don't know how long ago that was. I think that, uh, you know, just uh, the lack of priests who are able to communicate, mm -hmm. you know, with uh, the Hispanic population has been a a, you know, limitation on that. Right. Um, you know, uh, I can totally understand that, you know, even if a priest is able to say Mass, it's a different thing to do faith formation, to hear confessions. Hear confessions, right. Uh, so that, I think, has been a great limitation. And um, mm -hmm. so we are, I am praying a lot for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to come down on Father Mark <laughs> and maybe be blessed. <laughs> With you know the the ability to speak Spanish and understand, and uh, I think it's been a very big blessing uh, for me to start working in the office of vocations mm -hmm. and stewardship, and trying to get you know the Hispanic ministry also in there, and uh, you know trying to bring more I don't know be it uh, vocations or mm -hmm. priests or even you know somebody to give us some talks or some faith. Formation. Mm -hmm. So I think that 
all that is going to help going forward. Uh, and just to mention, we do have the continuing blessing of the presence of Father Janusz, yes. who was previously in these parishes. He's now in faith, and but he still has the ability to be able to participate in Hispanic ministry and is still the... He is still the vicar, yes. The vicar of Hispanic ministry, yes, okay. Yes, yes, Yeah, so we are very thankful for his ongoing ministry. Oh, now, yes. he, being originally from Poland, I, I, I know most of my European friends tend to have command of more than one language. He has a number of languages. And you yourself speak how many languages? I speak four languages. Four languages. So, yes, I have the privilege of being able to try to communicate with Father Janusz, and I appreciate his patience with my Polish as well. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. And you were telling me the other day that um, at home you don't speak English. We don't. Uh, we speak Spanish and Polish mm -hmm. to our children. Our oldest is fluent in Spanish, Polish, and English. Wow. Uh, our girls, <laughs> wonderful. The, the, the younger ones, are, uh, well, Spanish is their main language right now, and I think they speak more English than they do Polish, but mm -hmm. we are trying to to better their, you know, vocabulary and their ability to speak yeah. English. Yeah. That's awesome. It is. And I was so intrigued by that because... <clears throat> Right now, there's so many people with a passion for genealogy and seeking out our roots because so many of us here in America, you know, we've been, kind of been um, affected by the melting pot and we've lost our original roots from whatever our heritage is. And people have a hunger for those roots. And that really kind of leads us towards the Via Encuentro um, because, you know, rather than just entirely losing our roots, you know, we want to be able to honor and preserve those roots and our identity from our home countries while also assimilating into the United States. Because you were talking about Vian Contro has a different focus this year. Well, yes. So the Encuentro this year, it, so there's been four Encuentros before this one. Mm -hmm. And out of every Encuentro, there has, you know, been something very positive for the church in the U.S. in general. But, uh, so, yeah, this year uh, it's very important for us as Hispanics to recognize ourselves as, you know, a force in the Catholic Church and being able, you know, to minister to all these Latin Americans from the church so, so that we are part of that church. And we've been part of it, but, you know, there's this focus of how can we further not only be served, but serve back, right. you know, yeah. to the Catholic community. So. And I was so excited to start talking about it. I jumped right into it without really defining what the Encuentro is. So Encuentro <laughs> means what? Listening? Uh, no. Or Encounter. It's Encounter. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and so the first Encuentro from a little bit of research I did was in 1972. Yes. So this is something that's been going on for decades, really, in the country. This is the fifth one, hence yes. the the name, the, the V Encuentro, coming from, from well, it's the, the Roman. Roman numeral. Flag. Yeah, V. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so this is the fifth one. It's been spread out since the 70s, and each one has been in a an effort really to encounter the Hispanic culture and the Hispanic community, and to help really assimilate them into the church while still maintaining their identity. Is that yes, correct? Yes, I think that's correct. Yeah. Although yeah. I, I think some people would prefer the, the term enculturate. Enculturate, thank assimilate. you. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Bring back to the melting pot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so this is the fifth one. 
Um, and it started really, this has been a long process, right? It started back several years ago. It did, yes. We we were not, we did, I mean, we got involved with it last year, last summer, but it was already going on. And even the National Encuentro coming up in September, that's not the end of it. Right. So it's going into 2019, I think it goes up to until 2020. And so there is no, like, agenda for the future, I think. Well, I was told part of the National Encuentro will be to set those goals and set those dates for when we meet again mm -hmm. and when we review that. But we certainly have, um, we did participate in the regional encuentro and it was very nice, you know, uh, so it's, we're part of region eight. Mm -hmm. And so it, there were uh, dioceses from um, South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota. And uh, it was very nice for us as a emerging, um, you know, Hispanic ministry to mm -hmm. see that all those other dioceses who, who already have an ongoing Hispanic ministry with lots of members and, you know, they do a lot of things, but they do have kind of the same needs we have. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we are, we are very hopeful that as a nation, in what we will present to the bishops will be very much in line with our personal needs and so we'll see what comes out of it but you know it's I think it's very important to note too that this is it comes from the conference of Catholic bishops mm -hmm. in the U.S. so it, this is not a random movement that's going on <laughs> right fully <laughs> sanctioned by the bishops yeah. so it looks like they started back in 2014 to begin to plan this and then over the next couple of years they were training leaders and really hope uh, starting in the parishes with listening sessions to be able to assess the needs of hispanics and where are they disconnected from the church you know what are their dreams and desires for being able to maintain their connection with the church um, one of the statistics I read was that and since the last Encuentro, which was in 2000, that 20 million Hispanics have immigrated into the United States. So it's a really different landscape than we had you know, almost 20 years ago. Yeah. And, and so and it's bringing in a lot of new challenges. Um, I noticed that um, we've had 23 different countries that speak Spanish that have members here in the United States now. And so it's really a, a huge assortment of cultures and even variations on the Spanish language. So there's so many challenges to being able to really fully participate in Hispanic ministry and making sure that people feel comfortable in the Catholic Church here in the United States as they did in their homelands. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now you said, you said that this encuentro was focusing more on the second and third generation Hispanics? Yes. Yes. So we, so I, uh, you know, the Encuentro wants to build leadership within the Hispanic communities. And so it's important to have first generation, but they also, you know, want second and third generation uh, people to be involved and to feel welcomed mm -hmm. in the church. Because, uh, you know, sometimes there's this disconnect between the, you know, first, second, third generation where, you know, the first generation, like you said, uh, you know, they speak Spanish and then their kids kind of help them with translating. So it's more like the second generation is more adapted to, you know, the American culture than mm -hmm. the first one was. But we don't want that disconnect from their heritage. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a, it's a challenge, you know, 
going into the Quinto Encuentro and making sure that second, third generation Hispanics are aware of where they come from, that they do have a part, you know, as Hispanics, as Americans, because they were born here. And so I think there's that, you know, push to just make everybody feel welcome. Right. And then and for us, you know, who, like, I have no discernible heritage in my genealogy right now, <laughs> but for us to be able to benefit from the beautiful cultures and traditions that you bring, you know, into the U.S. You know, with your Hispanic background. The most recent Disney movie was about the celebration of the Mexican um, Day of the Dead. Yes. And, you know, I mean, so that's a, a fun thing to be able to see it being incorporated into the normal culture. And so I'm hopeful that with the Encuentro that all of us will be able to participate in the traditions that you bring as yes. Hispanics into our diocese and be enriched for it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Now, you guys started with training over a year ago, right? Yeah, so we received uh, an initial... Um, I don't know if it was training or not, but we so we received the information, and that's when um, so Father Janusz named four people to you know help him mm-hmm. with the, the Quinto Encuentro. And like you said, there's uh, you know there's a process of like five weeks of walking with our brothers and going out to the peripheries and reaching out to those, especially who are not coming to church and trying to understand what their struggles are. And there was a survey as part of that. And so we we did that uh, at a lower scale since, you know, we all were here in Rapid City, so we were not able to go outside through the diocese. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did some surveys, and, uh, and so we're very hopeful that all that information will help us to make make that the foundation, the basis of our Hispanic ministry, and build Mm -hmm. it up from there. What kind of needs did you find with that survey? Well, we found that there's need for more Spanish masses, for more, uh, uh, you know, priests who will speak Spanish for confessions and for the sacraments. Uh, There's faith formation that's Mm -hmm. needed. People, you know, really want it. They want to receive more information in their own language. Most of the people do attend, like, you know, the summits or other mm-hmm. events organized by the diocese. But there's there's a lack of that. And there's a lack of a sense of community, of, you know, being true brothers and sisters that, you know, give a hand and that, that are helpful. I think it's um, sometimes hard to think that all these people are foreigners, that they don't have family here. Mm-hmm. And some people do have just personal needs that, you know, they, that they're not being taken care of. So that was mm. more of what we found. Yeah. And which is, that's one of the reasons I think the Hispanic ministry currently is loosely associated with the social justice ministry, because in terms of finding ways to meet people's practical needs, in addition to their spiritual needs. And so it kind of falls into that social justice category. Uh, I noticed that the theme for the um, Quinto Encuentro, I'll I'll try to use the the proper (laughs) terminology there, um, is missionary discipleship. Uh, Father Mark, how would you describe missionary discipleship? Well, just looking at the words, first of all. (laughs) What does it mean to be a disciple? Obviously, we're we're followers uh, of Jesus Christ, and you can't be a follower if you don't know him. 
personally. So that's kind of the first is, you know, getting back to the word encuentro, we, you know, helping people to come to a very personal encounter, a meeting with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Pope Benedict, John Paul II, uh, and Pope Francis for sure all heavily emphasize the, the need that, you know, we're not going to follow Christ, especially in our modern world, which is so uh, against uh, the, the teaching of Jesus Christ. We're not going to follow him unless we know him. Mm-hmm. And, and he has touched us in a personal way. So that's the first thing is being a disciple. But then, you know, the adjective of being a missionary disciple, you know, this is all coming from, you know, the need for the new evangelization. And, and ultimately, it's, it's, it's n- nothing new in the sense that the church's very nature is missionary, to be mm-hmm. sent out. And that's what, that's what the, the Mass is. Ite uh, misa est. You are sent on mission. Uh, but sometimes in certain epochs, the church, perhaps we get comfortable and forget this. And so uh, ultimately, uh, we want people to, who, to have a personal encounter with Christ, to consider themselves disciples all in, ready to follow Him with their whole lives. But also, uh, once they have been fed, then also recognizing that Christ wants to feed others through them. And so going out, being sent on mission, as Pope Francis never tires of, of reminding us, we need to be able to go out to the peripheries mm-hmm. uh, and, and not just kind of build a circle of a community focusing inward, but a circle that, that's, fo- that's uh, facing outward and mm-hmm. is, is striving to share the good news uh, with people who, for whatever reason, just don't feel comfortable. Maybe they don't feel comfortable at Mass, maybe whatever. They maybe have irre- irregular marital situation that they don't feel comfortable bringing to the church and, mm-hmm. they're, and they don't. They know they can't receive communion for whatever reason. Different things, but sometimes it just requires the, the hand going out, say, in, in the invitation, say, hey, you know what, you're, you're part of the church. We haven't seen you for a while. You know, mm-hmm. what's, what's going on? Can we help you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think all, all those are essential elements of being a missionary disciple, um, as far as I can tell. And I, I look forward to, to what we can gain as far as, this dimension with relationship to our Latino and Hispanic brothers and sisters uh, through the Quinto Encuentro. Mm -hmm. Also, it seems like part of the intention is to uh, form the leaders within the Hispanic community, not that you need somebody from the outside coming in to minister to you, but that you have that formation, like you were talking, both the, the, the informational um, training and catechesis, but also the formational, the spiritual formational, so that then you can go out and minister to those people who aren't even thinking about coming to the church right now. And there's a particular need, I think, in the Hispanic community for that outreach, like Father Mark was saying, to the peripheries, because sometimes you do deal with situations where maybe somebody's papers are irregular, and there's a hesitation to be involved. Is Have you run into that at all? Yeah, I think it's more of empowering us mm-hmm. because, you know, some as Catholics, I mean, I, no matter where we come from, um, sometimes we feel that we are not called to go out. Right. And sometimes, you know, we go to Mass, we come to receive, but, you know, I am not, you know, formed. I, I don't have the means. I, I can't talk to people. I, you know, how would I start to mm. do this? So I think it's more of an empowerment, mm-hmm. you know, for us to be aware. And first, as you mentioned, with leaders that can transmit that information to other people. Mm-hmm. And so that we are all missionary disciples and we all feel comfortable going out, reaching out, inviting, 
and being Christ, you know, mm-hmm. to the people in the peripheries. So I think that's more of that. All right, which really fits in nicely with uh, Bishop Gruce's pastoral letter, um, as far as reconciliation, making disciples, lively faith. You know that we be able to reconcile with each other in communities and and continue to invite people in to continue to invite people in to that full sacramental participation in the church, you know, and I know uh, I had family that in Miami and they ran into a lot of situations where people were really reluctant to baptize their children because they didn't have a legal status. And so you find people that are being denied sacramental participation because of their concern about their um, immigration status. And it's, we, we, we just can't allow people to be away from the church for whatever reason. We want full participation in the sacraments. And like Father Mark was saying, uh, with irregular marriages or whatever the situation is, that um, ultimately we need to be using the tools that the church has for us. Uh, yeah. So now you guys are heading down in September for the National, which is kind of like... The, the peak, like you said, it's not the end of the Encuentro process, but it's kind of the peak of the process is this national gathering of delegates, thousands of delegates from across the country. Um, have you had any kind of um, insight into what that gathering is going to be like? It's going to be all new to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go in with open ears and I'll let them lead me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I don't have uh, an agenda, you know, so to say. But um, so I know there will be some time to gather as regions Mm -hmm. and there will be some time to gather as a nation. Mm -hmm. And there will also be talks in, you know, different themes that we will be able to attend. And uh, so we we had to choose like each one when we did a registration, like, you know, what talks would you be interested in? I think the the, the drop down list was like, 20 different options. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. (laughs) There was a lot of options, and we got to choose three, I think, or four out of those. But we won't know what, you know, what we will be going into until we get there, because I think they'll, you know, they'll try to... Accommodate. People, accommodate and yeah. so you, you don't want a room full of people in a room where there's no one so depending on the speaker yeah so we were warned that you know perhaps you won't listen into all your you know what you chose mm-hmm. and maybe you'll get to listen one that you know was your last option so mm-hmm. we just have to be open that the holy spirit will be taking us wherever <laughs> guide you where you need to be yeah we'll get what we need yeah, and there's such incredible empowerment um, in gathering with people who have a common cause and a common goal and who are just joyful in the presence of the Lord, you know, and spreading that. And so I'm really excited to see what you guys come back with. Um, I know last summer uh, a delegation was sent to the convocation in um, Orlando um, in July, which why they would... <laughs> planet delegation in Orlando in July. But the purpose of that was, again, you know, focusing on the joy of the gospel and um, Pope Francis's encyclical on going out to the peripheries and sharing that joy. And one of the really big focuses was the importance of reaching out to the Hispanic ministry and to other cultures that are feeling marginalized because of whatever reason, you know, whether it's poverty or cultural differences or language differences, to be able to, to reach out to the least and the lost and you know that Jesus came to mm-hmm. call all of his sheep right. in yeah. and so 
uh, the importance of, and the joy that you find when you're reaching out yeah. to the people who need that encounter the most. Yeah, whereas I, I don't know a whole lot of what to expect from all this, I, I do have high hopes and I'm kind of excited for it because, yeah, that's, that's been my experience is, is when the love of Christ uh, possesses you, it, it, it doesn't matter where he sends you or what, I mean, he'll, he'll prepare you, mm-hmm. you'll probably stumble along the way, but even there he can work great miracles through just simply our willingness to let him use us. So. Right, I like that um, phrase about how uh, Jesus doesn't, call the equipped he equips the called exactly. i don't know who that originated with I but i either. take great comfort in it <laughs> i'll just say saint augustine this is there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and i mean it really is like maria you had said you know we are an emerging hispanic ministry in this diocese where there has been that effort to provide for the sacraments provide for the mass but we know we're not meeting all the needs and so there's an exciting opportunity there to really reach out and and as big as the participation has been without a really intentional ministry, imagine what can happen once we become intentional about this. Yes, and yeah. when we are throughout the diocese and not yeah. only in Rapid City and Hill City. Right, yeah. and that's one of the things, too, I've noticed in um, you know, some of Bishop's priorities. Uh, I've, I've seen talk about distance learning and being able to communicate with the different parts of the diocese so people don't have to drive three or four hours in to be able to hear something in their native language. And so that's an exciting thing to kind of keep an eye out for is distance opportunities that we might have in our diocese. Where else are there large communities, do you know, in the diocese? No, I I know there's probably a more organized Hispanic ministry in uh, Brookings, but okay. that's another diocese. No. Yes. Sioux Falls, of course. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, I know about some Hispanics in Spearfish yeah. or Sturgis, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but not, not a lot. Yeah, so but the need is in a lot of places. Done. And imagine, you know, for the families that, Spanish is still their primary language that don't have a big community in their town. You know, how much even more um, alienating that must feel, you know, to, to not have very many people at all to be able to communicate with. And so, so yeah, the, the distance learning hopefully will be a way that we can spread this ministry throughout the diocese. So that's something to think about. Um, when you come back, any idea of what the plans are when you guys get back from Encuentro? <laughs> no. Yeah, it'll be emerging. <laughs> it, it's emerging. Well, I have um, I have some ideas that I Good. still have to share with Father Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I, I mean, I started working with um, Father Janusz, and you know, he 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 was um, he was uh, okay with all these ideas. Um, but it would be my hope to be able to bring a preacher or a priest hopefully before the end of this year or the first, you know, early months of next year and be able to kickstart that faith formation opportunity for Hispanic mm-hmm. people, for Hispanic community. So that's like on top of my list. Yeah. And uh, what else? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what, you know, what we 
receive yeah. uh, during the encuentro, yeah. and, uh, and I, I'm very hopeful. I think one of the best benefits that can come from these um, gatherings is that opportunity, like you had mentioned, at the regional gathering to begin to touch base with people in other dioceses and other ministries so you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can yes. find out what works and what doesn't work, and you can really kind of stand on the shoulders of giants you know, to be able to begin to reach out. Yeah, I guess my my basic approach to to ministry in general is you know one person at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm open to all s- suggestions, but when it comes down to it, it's it's like I I need to minister to the the people in front of me, and so that's and that just takes time. You get to know the families, what are their concrete needs, and and as as Mara said, you know they're not all from the same country and they don't have the same background, mm-hmm. uh, but that's slowly I think starting to happen. Yeah. So, that I mean, it goes back to the encounter, you know, like the whole the whole name of the yeah. <laughs> this Todo gathering, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, and being able to focus in the midst of the encounter on the person of Christ in the person in front of you, and then being filled with that Holy Spirit and going out to those around us. So exciting things! We're very excited to yeah, see the cool. results, yeah, of yes. of this and. Um, anybody that's interested in Hispanic ministry, they can contact Maru here yes. at the um, di- Chancery Annex yes. or Father Mark down in um, <laughs> Hill City or Hill wherever City. I'm at. <laughs> yeah, or Father Janusz in Faith. In Faith, yes. Yeah, and so there's lots of opportunities. And it is kind of neat to have you and Father Janusz a little bit farther apart, so maybe there's a little bit further of a reach for mm-hmm. people ministering sure, sure. to. And I have heard rumors that several of our priests actually have some familiarity with the <laughs> Spanish language, and so maybe we can in- continue to encourage them to... Um, flesh out their familiarity. We're definitely Spanish having language. our seminarians, we're encouraging our seminarians to, you know, take up Spanish in seminary so that they <laughs> they don't start off from zero. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they're not faced with the same problem you have right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we admire your courage and we're very yes. thankful that the Holy Spirit has brought you here to this so place. So am I. So yeah. I very much am. Yeah. All right. Anything else you guys want to add? No, I'm very hopeful for the process, so uh, I'll just wait and see what the Lord does, but yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll be able to kind of share the results of the Encuentro later on this fall and some of the plans of the diocese and see what we have uh, in store for us. Great. Very good. Father Mark, can you close us with a prayer and your blessing? I will. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Lord, we lay our whole lives in your hands because all we have and all that we are, uh, you've already given to us. And so we thank you for uh, our opportunity here, your call to us to minister to your, your children, and we, we entrust everything to you. And the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in peace to glorify the Lord by your life. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God.